Help us keep the music going. Welcome to the Music Room, the podcast dedicated to keeping music alive in primary and elementary schools throughout the world. I'm Mark Lee, and I'm passionate about ensuring that schools provide an environment where children are given an opportunity to foster a love for music and have a chance to express it. Together with my guests, we're here to help teachers and parents by sharing information, tips and techniques from music education experts and practising music teachers. So, let's get into it. The Music Room Podcast is proudly sponsored by Bushfire Press. I was having lunch with a cousin recently and she was fiddling around with the phone and having a bit of tr- trouble with it and said, oh, you know, I'm useless at technology. And I said, you know, you've got grandkids, haven't you? And she said, yeah, but they're getting impatient. I overheard them the other day saying, oh, you go and explain to her this time. It's your turn. Well, I think I can probably relate to that. Uh, but um, technology has nothing new. It's always been there in every occupation, even teaching. And I would like to take you back to 1975 my uh, second year of teaching, and I'd been experiencing quite a bit of sickness, as all new teachers do as they become, uh, Im- as they grow immunity to the many uh, bugs in the uh, in the classroom coming from the kids. <laughs> so uh, it's nothing new, but um, mine were all respiratory, and after a whole bunch of tests, uh, it was revealed I had some allergies. The most significant was uh, an allergy to kaolin. Now, going back to technology in the classroom, in those days, uh, the technology generally was a blackboard and two boxes of chalk, one white and one coloured, and that was that. Now, chalk in those days was principally, principally made from kaolin, so I was really excited to find out about this allergy. Went to the boss and said, uh, I reckon we can solve this. We can solve this. I saw a new piece of technology in, uh, in the city at a seminar and it was a, a, a white board and it had spirit-based pens that you wrote on it with. And he just looked at me and said, Mr. Lee, I believe that a teacher who can't use chalk is like a butcher who can't cut meat. And that's where the conversation stopped. It took me a couple of years of lobbying to finally get a whiteboard. All sorts of uh, reasons were brought up as to why we can't have it. And one was that um, if a whiteboard was wheeled into my room, other teachers might want one too. Well, <laughs> technology, of course, uh, I don't think blackboards even exist anymore uh, and whiteboards are only partially used. There's a whole range of teaching technologies. They're very exciting, but they're changing at the speed of thought uh, and it, it's, it, it can be hugely mind-boggling. But fortunately today, we have the queen of music tech for primary teachers and uh, she's going to be walking us through three of her can't fail, sure win apps, and they're free. Ah, Katie Wardrobe, would you like to introduce yourself? I'd love to, and I love that story. I am old enough to remember the days of blackboards and chalk and the dust flying everywhere, and the switch to whiteboards was like revolutionary at the time. It was amazing. <laughs> so. 
So, um, yeah, so I, I run my own business. I am a qualified teacher, but I, I don't teach in a classroom. Uh, the main teaching that I do is teaching teachers. So, I really love to work with teachers and it's all about using technology effectively and weaving it into the curriculum and that sort of thing and breaking things down so it's not so scary. So, I do that through my business, Midnight Music, and that involves me running workshops and presenting at conferences and also running online courses through an online community that I have. So it's lots of fun. And surprisingly to me was that although I'm Australian and based in Australia still, the largest part of my audience is actually overseas and it's a lot of teachers from America and England and Canada and all sorts of other places. And I've had to learn to speak, uh, you know, the alternate notation system of half notes and whole notes and so on mm. <laughs> and say garage band instead of garage band because huh. that's not how they say it. <laughs> so it is a lot of fun, but uh, I really love what I do. But I get to explore all these new technologies, um, maybe a bit beyond whiteboards, but, <laughs> <laughs> but lots of technology. And there, I mean, there's so much out there. I think a lot of people find it overwhelming. So one of my favorite things is, is what we're going to do today, which is just to talk about three things, three apps um, that you can use in the classroom. And these are three that I use all the time in all of my workshops. I pretty much make sure that I mention these three all the time because they are so useful and they work really well across um, different age groups and on all devices, which is a really useful thing these days as well. So, do you want me to launch into them? Shall I yeah. get started yeah. <laughs> on the first one? Yeah. So, it's funny because um, I, I've put the word apps in the, the title for today, you know, three of my favourite apps. And the word apps really nowadays means uh, a lot more than beyond just apps for the iPad because that's, that's where I started using the word apps. And, and actually, the word apps really applies to any software application just generally. So, I use the word apps now to mean applications that anybody can use on any device. So the three apps that I've got today do work across all devices and happen to all be free. I don't always advocate for only using free things, but uh, these three happen to be free things. And the first one is a, just a website. It's like a website that you visit and it's called Groove Pizza. And this is a fantastic one for music teachers. It's an online drum sequencer. And it's called Groove Pizza because the drum sequencer, the place where you create drum patterns, is actually in the shape of a pizza pie. <laughs> and so there's a circle on the screen which is divided up into 16. So essentially it's representing one bar in 4-4 four, four, and the 16 divisions are 16th notes, obviously. And you can create drum patterns on it. And the, the pizza shape has three rings and on the three rings, the outside ring makes a bass drum sound, the inner one from there makes a snare drum sound and the most inner circle, the smallest one, makes a hi-hat sound. And you can really quickly create drum patterns using this circular shape. And the circular shape is actually really useful because I've found when I've worked with kids in the past, when you're reading music in a linear fashion, the way it's written, say, sheet music, you, I mean, as a, as a teacher or an adult, you kind of know that when you get to the end of one bar, if there's a repeat sign, you know that you go back to the beginning without a break. You just go continually back and you start again instantly with no gap in the end of the rhythm to the beginning. But I find that's a hard concept for some people, you know, when you're starting out. And the fact that this is actually in a circle, 
it's very clear that once you get to the end of the circle that you're just going to start again and start again and start again. So the playback line actually moves around like a clock face around this circle on the screen. So that's one I really love to show in workshops and we, we use it in lots of different ways. You can just get a rhythm going in order to use it as a backing track for something. So if you are doing warm-up exercises with um, a choir, for instance, you could just get it going and have a funky drum beat going while you're warming up. Of course, you can change the tempo if you need to. And you could use it as a backing. Students could create their own drum backing and then uh, say a rap over the top. That's a really useful way of, of uh, taking advantage of it too. And one of my favourite things is actually to talk to kids about the three main parts of the drum kit, being the bass drum, the snare drum and the hi-hat, get them to do the basic rock pattern using body percussion and then get them to go to Groove Pizza and see if they can work out how to replicate that pattern on the Groove Pizza mm, screen. Oh, yeah. so, so that's a really good one. This is my favourite thing is to weave the technology in. It's not just like the main thing of a lesson. It's like one aspect right. of what you're teaching right. and that's a really great one to do. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah. look, it, I actually it just is, used this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, it's, it is lots of fun. It's, it's way too much fun. <laughs> I reckon you can, you can waste an awful lot of time <laughs> just, just having fun <laughs> you with can, it yourself. You can. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the great things is I, I think uh, sometimes even I overlook this is the need for people just to play. So when, mm. when I show this in a workshop, you know, if it's a hands-on workshop, I do try and make myself give teachers time just to like open it up and play around with it and experiment with. There's actually different drum kit sounds that you can mm. use to play back your pattern. There's different tempo. You can set the BPM. You can change the amount of swing in the pattern. So if you've got a pattern that has a lot of uh, quavers or semi-quavers in it, you can hear the swing going on. So that it's it's just really great fun. Lots of uses, I think, for it. And, um, and actually, I think we're going to share some links uh, for this episode. I, I have a yeah. free lesson plan on my website, which involves um, dry, um, groove pizza and creating a drum pattern, then making a wrap to go over the top. So we can share that with people if they want to follow that up. So that's my first one, Groove Pizza, It Rocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you sure does. Lots of different. <laughs> now, the, the second and third apps that I thought I'd share today are not even music-specific ones, but these to me, uh, I'm really trying to spread the word of, of these ones because they are so, so useful for music teachers and really any teacher of any subject area. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've got colleagues um, that you want to share stuff with, just go and tell them about these apps if they're not using them. But uh, the first one here is Flipgrid. And this one answers that really big problem of Sometimes you want to capture student videos. You want to record students on video doing something, whether it's them performing a rhythm that you've been working on or doing body percussion patterns or maybe they're using boom whackers and you're doing some performance thing there. Or maybe you even want to video them speaking a response of, uh, to something they've been listening to. So you want to get them to talk about what they thought of Peter and the Wolf, for instance, mm. and um, record that response in a video. Now, the, the biggest issue in the past it's been such a difficult process because even if you've got maybe iPads and you can use the camera to record and you've got the video then on the iPad then how do you get the video off the iPad in into a place where you as a teacher can assess it and look at all the videos how can you share them with each other maybe you want the kids to watch each other's videos and give each other feedback and it can be really hard and I've just you know it's just been so difficult to help teachers with that for me in the past but Flipgrid 
basically solves this problem because it, it does it all for you. So as a teacher, you go to Flipgrid and you set up a free account and it is totally free. Um, it used to be a paid product, but Microsoft actually purchased it and they've decided to make it totally free for everybody. So no limitations, you set up your account and then you get started by setting up a, what they call a grid. And a grid is essentially a, a space for your class. So if you were teaching grade five and six students, you'd set one up for your grade five class and you'd set up another grid for your grade six class perhaps. And then on the grid, you have different topics for that one class. So on my grade five grid, I might set up a topic which is record your latest ukulele song or it could be record your listening response to Peter and the Wolf or whatever it is. And you, you as a teacher can actually set the title of the topic, um, set some instructions for the students to follow, and you can even make your own video to explain the task to them. And then this is the great bit. The students, all they need to do is to visit that topic on the Flipgrid website. And you can do that really easily by giving them a little code to scan if you've got iPads or just a simple URL that they visit. And then they see the topic, they can see the instructions, and then there's a big green plus button for them to tap and add video. So once they tap on that plus button, it opens up a selfie camera and it basically just uses the camera of your device and you can record video straight into it. You can add text on top of your video if you want, like an overlay. You can add stickers and you can just then hit save. And the video ends up on the topic board automatically. The kids don't need to export. They don't need to send it anywhere. They don't need to hit share. It just ends up in the right place that you as a teacher can go and retrieve it and watch it and assess them and so on. It's so much easier. So if anyone out there is doing playing tests with students, I know like a lot of the teachers in the States, they, they're very big on the ensemble, so band, orchestra, chorus, and they need to get the entire band to submit playing tests to them so they can track their progress over time. And this is a fantastic way to, to sort of do that and just do it really easily. And one other thing that Flipgrid does, which is a more recent feature, I think, is that it has a, an additional whiteboard mode that you can, <clears throat> can use. So <laughs> if you don't actually want the kid's face on the screen and you want them to show, hey, this is bonus material. If you want them to explain something by drawing on the screen, you can actually get them to do that. It's fantastic. It's such a great way. So those videos that you see, some people might know the Khan Academy, which has a series of videos which explains things like maths, maths problems. And you'll see someone uh, drawing on a, a blank screen and they'll be drawing with their finger the, the sum and explaining how to solve the, the problem in maths. And so this is what this whiteboard option uh, allows um, students using Flipgrid to do. So they can open up the whiteboard and if you want them to show you if they know how many, um, let's say, how many quavers add up to a whole bar of 4-4 four, four, and they need to draw some quavers for you on the screen, you can actually get them to record themselves drawing the quavers and showing you that, that the eight quavers add up to a whole bar of music in 4-4. Four, four. So it's really fantastic. And honestly, it just makes things so much easier in terms of managing videos back and forth <laughs> with people. So it just solves this huge, huge problem that lots of people have been wanting to solve in the past. So I don't know, have you ever seen that one, Mark? Have yes, you, have yes, you, but I'm sorry. I, 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 can, only, I can only think yeah. about the whiteboard. <laughs> We've gone full the circle. It goes back to your story. <laughs> we have totally gone full the circle. Big, the big change uh, is you get to catch it. Actually, right what, to, yeah, go on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gone back to whiteboard mode. <laughs> I was going to say also, um, if you've got students in your class that are very shy and you still want them to record a video of themselves, uh, they can actually apply a filter to kind of change the look of the video a little bit. And one of the filter options, there's different sort of colours and stuff you can add. Like, like when you're on Instagram and you add a, f- a filter on your image, uh, you can add a, a pixelated kind of view on the, the person on the video, which is, it can be useful for multiple things. Like if you've got young students and you want to share the video somewhere, but you don't want people to see their faces, then you could use that as an option. But also really useful for shy students if you're happy for them mm. to be, mm. you know, sort of pixelated. Some people call it Minecraft mode because it looks a bit Minecraft-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it looks like those, uh, you, when you see on the news when they've got a witness who can't be shown on the screen, it looks a little bit like that. <laughs> uh, so, so it's a great one. Um, great for playing tests, like I mentioned. Group performances, verbal responses to things. Concert reviews would be a great one. The kids mm-hmm. go and see a concert, and then they come back and they record a video review about the concert. So, yeah, lots of great things. Um, a lot of teachers use it as an icebreaker thing at the beginning of the year, where tell me three things about yourself, or tell me your favourite. Um, musical artist and what instrument you play and then record a video to let me know and yeah it's just a great great way to manage that (laughs) Mm. so that's number two now the third one that I wanted to share is called Wakelet and it's W-A-K-E-L-E-T so Wakelet and this one is again not music specific but awesome for music teachers in that it's a place to collect and organise things like links to things and documents and links to videos and audio files. And I have looked for a solution for this problem in a, for a long time. So when I run workshops, at the end of the workshop, everybody, you know, wants to know where are the links and the resources for this workshop. And in the past, I've set up a page on my website and added links there, or sometimes I've used Pinterest, which has been really good. But Pinterest has this compulsory login. People can't see stuff unless they have a Pinterest account and log in. So Wakelet's come into my um, consciousness recently, maybe in the last 12 months, and this is my solution now. And it's so, again, so easy to use and so fantastic and it's totally free. So you can set up a free account. You can then set up what Wakelet calls uh, a collection and that's sort of a topic or a project that you're working on. So one of my examples is uh, perhaps film scoring resources. If I'm doing a film scoring workshop, I'll set up a Wakelet collection, which is called film scoring resources. And then on that collection, I will add all of the resources to do with that topic. So there's a green plus button that you click on and you get the choice of what sort of thing do you want to add to your collection. So is it a URL? Is it a YouTube video? Is it some text that you just want to write on the screen? Or is it an image or a PDF or a Google Drive document or something else? So you choose your thing, you add your link to that thing, and then it starts being collected on this board, on this collection on, on the Wakelet website. And Wakelet's really great because it looks beautiful and clean and modern and there's no login required. So I can share a link to this collection with anyone, say teachers in a workshop, and I can share it in such a way that they don't need to log into Wakelet to view it and to see all of those things. So fantastic, um, fantastic way for as a teacher, if you are maybe gathering links together that you want to share with students for a project that they need to work on and you need to provide them with a whole heap of links to things or documents, 
you can do it in Wakelet. Um, great for you personally if you're researching some kind of topic. So if you're thinking about doing video game composition and you just want to collect all your resources in one place, you can use it for that. And the bonus is that it's awesome for students to use. And this is a great way to actually put together a digital portfolio. So they can use it to collect all the links to things that show evidence of learning. So maybe a video of something, them doing something or a document that they've written or images or anything else that, that they might have done. So just a really simple um, way to solve these problems. This is The thing I love is, uh, you know, when technology helps me solve a problem that I was having and this is definitely one of those mm. options. So, so that's Wakelet. And I will just say actually about Wakelet, um, I went to a, an education technology conference in Philadelphia earlier this year and it's a general education technology conference, not music specific. There's about 30,000 people that go to this conference. It's insane. <laughs> and I learned that Flipgrid, the video thing, and Wakelet, this way to collect, you know, links together, have actually become friends and they now have an option inside Wakelet where you can click, I want to add a Flipgrid video. And so you can just click a button inside Wakelet and actually add your video straight onto your Wakelet collection. Mm -hmm. So just, again, makes it, makes it one step easier. So, so that's my three favourite things at the moment that I'm using <laughs> and showing lots of people in workshops and I can highly recommend going to check them out. Excellent. And, and the listener can check them out on the, uh, the show notes, which will have links to those three apps and websites and also links to related resources that uh, Katie is going to share with you from her Midnight Music site and uh, all yeah. information. So for all. Sorry. And there's, there's, oh, there's all, the 20 all... ways. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. No, go on. <laughs> for all, I was going to say for all three of those apps, I've got uh, I've, I've written multiple articles about all three of those, and I've actually got some guest writers. So not every single one is written by me personally, but but we have articles about Flipgrid and how to use it in the classroom. I think I've got is it twenty different ways to use Flipgrid hmm, in the twenty different ways classroom. Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple of others. Uh, a primary music teacher wrote an article for me about how she uses Flipgrid in the, the classroom called Lights, Camera, Action. Yeah. And she shared, <laughs> I think, four or five different lesson plans of, of how she's incorporating Flipgrid into her primary teaching. So, yeah. yeah, really great to read about what she was doing too. Yeah, and the, there's, the, there's another article on creating uh, practical resource collections uh, to show the story of student learning. Oh, no, that's coming soon, is it? It's coming soon, yeah. It's going to be public. That one's going to be published uh, very soon. So by the time this podcast episode airs, it may well be available and I'll make sure that the link goes uh, to you, but I don't yep, have a link no at the worries. moment because it's not don't published. <laughs> oh, well, that, look, that's just fabulous. They're, uh, they're, they're really useful resources and uh, and I thoroughly recommend have just getting Groove Pizza and having a play with it because it's such fun. Um, and I want to thank you very much, Katie, for giving up your time to uh, be interviewed, to be our guest. And all that's left to do really is uh, is to give this week's um, this week's recipe from uh, a composer. And today we're choosing Mozart. Now, before before. Uh, we do the recipe. Uh, the most strange, I think, so far has been the beer soup 
recipe from uh, Janacek, but Mozart has the most challenging to eat recipe. It's liver dumplings with sauerkraut. And we have a link there on in the show notes. Um, and good luck to you if you can manage to keep that down. Okay, quote, for, quote to end on, and it's from Mozart, the music is not in the notes but in the silence between. Thank you for joining the Music Room podcast with me, Mark Leahy. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at musicroom.net.au. And while you're there, subscribe to future episodes so that you can help us keep the music going. I'd love to invite you to join the Free Bushfire Press Community Facebook page too, where you can get more tips and techniques, ask questions and stay abreast of Music Room events. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with teaching colleagues and school parents. If you have a question or a subject you'd like covered on the podcast or have a recommendation for a guest to interview, please contact me at mark at bushfirepress.com. The Music Room Podcast is part of the Experts on Air Podcast Network and is brought to you by Bushfire Press.